Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. Welcome back to the Synthly Authentic Podcast. I'm Tonya Murfin. And I'm Angie Mullings. And we have a guest in studio today. Welcome, we do. Austin Elliott. We're very excited Hi, to have you here. He is me. the Partner and Operations Director at Lock and Stash. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you do at Lock and Stash. Yeah, what is Lock and Stash? Yeah, so Lock and Stash is a full-service uh, video production company. Okay. And so we do commercials, music videos, um, nonprofit documentary type things, um, whole range of if it's got uh, video involved in it uh, or film, cinematic type of stuff. Right. We're making a bunch of different different content like that, taking it from all the way from the concepting all the way to final producing it or okay. anywhere in between. And so um, I'm one of the founders and uh, partners at it, and then also operations. So um, making sure all the all the pieces are moving correctly with our team and yeah. uh, with the freelancers or contractors we work with or clients or any of that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. So how does one decide that they're going to do this with their lives? Uh, that's a good question because <laughs> I kind of stumbled into it more so. Uh-huh. Um, my, I have two business partners. Um, Josh and Chris both for their whole lives have wanted to do film and I like kind of did it as like hobbies here and there of just growing up, ended up with a camera and it was never something I considered as like a career. Um, and then one summer in college I worked at Camp Barnabas as a videographer, had a friend that was working there and I was like, man, yeah, this will be fun. And then at the end of the summer I was like, oh, this could, this is, yeah, I could do this. Uh And then after... A bunch of career changes in college then I uh, landed on this and uh, just kind of kept following it uh, to do that I didn't expect us to make a company here um, in in school I ended up studying media promotion for nonprofit organizations and so it was a DIY build your own major at Missouri State yeah, uh, so it was uh, global studies religious studies and film production mm-hmm. all kind of grouped into one with the hope of telling stories for nonprofit organizations or people that were organizations that were doing good in the Mm -hmm. world and then uh, doing the video side of it. So um, that ended up getting me a job at Convoy of Hope. And so I worked there for a number of years. Uh, Me and one of my business partners both did. And then we had, we moonlit on the side the whole time. Um, We're always buying more camera equipment, more doing more projects outside of what we were doing Mm -hmm. um, for them. But we were traveling every month to a different place. And then Mm -hmm. when we were back in town shooting random Kickstarters for friends or music videos for friends or um, had a Craigslist listing for a while that we got random Mm -hmm. work from and then didn't really build it as a business plan, didn't have like an official thing written. But at some point we had an inquiry that was like, we either need to quit our jobs or take the project. And we had a cool boss that was like, yeah, I knew you were going to leave at some point. So go start your thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, quit and then uh, kicked it off like seven or eight years ago. Okay, so. that's what I was going to ask. When did yeah. you officially become a business? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a- uh, eight year, seven years ago in August. It'll be eight in August. Okay, officially. Right. So okay, yeah. 
So you mentioned something there, and my mind was kind of going as you were giving that description of how you got started or why you decided to do this, was where's the platform for you to know the desire and need for that? And you mentioned Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So just like you think about Facebook, that's where you go to find your social connections. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you could kind of see as you were building um, in your other job and you were building the interest in this and actually opening a business, is there somewhere that you can see, oh, we are getting, besides Craigslist, we yeah. are getting more interest. We are getting more inquiries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, um, <clears throat> all of it's been word of mouth. Craigslist was probably the least uh, beneficial thing for us. But yeah. it was, it was, we tried. <laughs> it was there. We yeah. tried. <laughs> We've all used Craigslist Yeah, because yeah, the, yeah. I mean, and that was <clears throat> us being, we were college kids that were, we were all friends in college, yeah. three partners. And so we were, trying different things. And um, probably our biggest thing once we actually did start was our portfolio on Instagram uh, ended up getting us a bunch of connections wow. with either agencies or um, companies that, that we were able to partner with. And to this day still mm-hmm. end up being one of our really? main. Uh, a couple of the agencies that we met through that um, we still hire us often for different stuff. And huh. so, um, but I think at the root of it, it, it was Instagram, but it more so was that we, when we were, Leaving college, the option would have been like move to a coast, move to LA, move right. to New York, move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And the three of us, part of it, I think, was that me and Chris were traveling a bunch with convoys. We were in different countries, different cities all the time, but Springfield was home. Got it. Um, and we liked it. And yeah. it was cheap to live here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were we had a very low cost of living, so we were able to continuously invest in the company. And in a market here... Like in, in most of those bigger markets, the traditional way of operating is renting a lot of equipment um, because there's a ton of rental houses. But here there's not that. And so we had to build and buy everything to kind of build a new hub here. Got it. And so we were able to do that. And we were able to um, build that up. And slowly from the different connections or different projects that we got or different clients that we got, we were able to kind of scale it. Um, but the biggest focus just being that with the Internet – and with the accessibility of the tools that we could get our hands on, right. it kind of it kind of lowered the threshold of like we didn't have to be on the coast. Um, and for us, we were like, we can let's at least try to make something yeah. that could be coastal and do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, at the end of it, it was like we wanted to make sure that we could always be creatively fulfilled and try and do the best work that we possibly could. Right. Um, but do it from here. And in a lot of ways, that's what's enabling us to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is doing it from here and kind of mm-hmm. it's unexpected. And so yeah. there's a little bit of we have the energy to do it because we're not it's not as cutthroat. So, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Obviously, cost of buildings and uh, overhead is less. But to give our listeners an idea of scale, can you can you tell them a little like a couple of clients or a couple of projects that you've done that maybe they would know about? Yeah. Um, so we've done one of our first large clients that we were able to to land through an agency was Gerber Knives. They're a knife company out of the Northwest. That was, mm-hmm. And we specialize a lot in outdoor stuff, and especially early on we oh, did. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we did a huge fishing campaign. They were launching a new line, um, and we were able to shoot all the lifestyle video and photo for that. Um, okay. And then we did – there's a handful of projects that never came out, but they were large. Uh, but we did one for Virgin Mobile, was a, okay. Okay. and they're no longer a company. Uh, right. And yeah. it was a whole different story of <laughs> doing a project yeah. that then doesn't uh-huh. come through. Um, but then we've been able to help on music videos. Um, we did one for a band called Wolf Parade, a band called Citizen. 
um, a bunch of major label artists. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of local for in the area of larger ones of like Missouri State, it's a large client of ours and okay. convention visitors bureau. We do yeah. a bunch with them, and so okay. Okay. Um, a lot of our work is sprinkled out, and that's kind of a portion of we have the majority of our clients are national, right? Um, and that's what we aim for for a lot of it, but we sure. also try mm-hmm. to bring that into the local work that we do, mm-hmm. and so especially for um, nonprofits that we worked with to bring a level up for them, and so Care to Learn, we just did a bunch of work for for their newest campaign that they did okay um, and that was a fun one to do and um yeah so. so is that would that be what we see on the tv stations around here because i so where would we see it yeah um that care mm-hmm. to learn one has been running on ky3 okay um and so that's it's where like, i've seen it then yeah so it's mm-hmm. like with like a like i don't know girl with glasses and then yes glasses yeah yep. that one so, yeah yeah so okay. we shot all that they it was for their uh like their campaign for both their kickoff event as well as marketing. And so a lot sure. of social content, a lot of what we're making is um, ad campaigns, um, doing the video portion of the ad campaigns, partnering right. with photographers, partnering with agencies for where those are actually going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would yeah. you be able to say that you're one of the premier agencies in Springfield that works? Yeah, for video it would be. Yeah, for video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a lot of it... Um, one of our main goals at the beginning was to kind of build up. At the point that we were coming up, um, it was a little bit of a changing of the guard, per se, of like older, more broadcast people were aging out, retiring. There wasn't mm-hmm. as much of a like thriving film community. And right. one of our goals was to try it here and also build that community. And so yeah. we are one of the premier. And we also have numerous services where we'll like crew on other things or provide equipment for other productions in the area. And so it can Perfect. kind of be a hub for other productions as well mm-hmm. um but yeah would, would be up there and okay. with a bunch of other people that make really good film stuff out yeah. of out of springfield which has been a, a really encouraging thing to see of just the the growth of that creative community yeah. as well yeah I, I i read um i don't remember it's that you were 10 of the 10 people to know or whatever mm-hmm. whatever that's called in 417 mm-hmm. so i was reading that article and you were quoted as saying that you hoped that springfield became more of a hub for creatives and I'm curious how that happens because I think, and you and I talked before, students come here, they come to MSU, they come to Drury, whatever. We've got great educational facilities here, mm-hmm. but then they take that knowledge and they run off to LA mm-hmm. or, yeah. or New York or whatever. And kudos to you for, for deciding that you're going to stay in the Springfield mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. and and be able to do that and thrive in this market versus going out to LA or whatever. How, what do we need to do? Are there, are there things we need to be aware of as a community that would make it more of a hub for creatives? Yeah. I mean, probably in some form, I think a lot of it is creatives just understanding that it, it doesn't really matter where you're at. You can, if you embrace what is there. Um, And for us, that was what Springfield was. And I think that um, markets similar size of Springfield all across the country are starting to kind of catch that fire a bit because it's mm-hmm. like oh wait we can we can enjoy our life a little bit more right. and not have and enjoy the the n- nature that's around and not have to work all the time and be right. able to enjoy family or be able to enjoy um owning a home or be right. able to enjoy yes. like, the things yeah. that in other markets you can't do but right. and for us it's a lot of creativity because we're not able i mean we're able to do 
just fun projects that we yeah. that we want to do. Um, and I think that's a portion of it is that that it's it's not a hotbed for like the monetization of creative creativity. I mm-hmm. mean, it's there. Like, it's it's easier to start a business here creatively mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to starting in a larger market. There's also negatives. Like for a lot of people, some things you need to move to LA. You know, mm-hmm. sure. definitely have tons of friends that have moved to New York or LA, and their careers are drastically better than if they stayed because they're just sure. they just need to be in those markets and that's yeah i fault no one for that but there's a lot where it's like for us we didn't want to go through that same hustle and we wanted to try something here and i think just more people knowing that it's an option mm-hmm. i mean i think just the encouragement and i think that's a lot of what springfield does already is encourage people that are trying new things and that are that are trying to do something better for the community mm-hmm. um and, or do something that's slightly different that hasn't been done before or um, bring new experiences to it. I think that the more that that can be kind of facilitated, I think that helps tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Have it just knowledge of like college kids knowing that, oh, there is like real film production happening right. here, or there yeah. is real design that's happening yeah. here. There is real, there's agencies that are doing national level work that you don't have to move to Casey. You don't have to move to New York. You yeah. don't have to. You can if you want to. Right. Yeah. If you want to live in New York, it's cool. Like Brooklyn's right. tight. Super cool. But yeah. like also Springfield can be. And I think that. I think every every city can be as cool or as not cool as yeah as you want to look as, at it perspective yes. wise and Agreed. um we have some friends of ours that we share an office with have a Springfield branded company called SGF Co and um, one of their ta- their tagline is this place is is as good as any mm-hmm. which is such a like I love that I feel like yeah. more of an ethos that we also have carried it as mm-hmm. like a grouping of younger creatives yes. trying to come mm-hmm. up is that, I mean, this place is as good as any. And also this yes. place is as bad as any. Like you can critique it all you want. You're exactly right. But you can also critique every city. You yes. know, they all, exactly. everything has Frozen its problems bugs. and it has its benefits. And I think yes. the more that that line can get shifted, I think people can just, just make things to make them no matter mm-hmm. where they're at yeah. and, mm-hmm. and what they're handed at the, not make an excuse for why they're not making it. It's like, just make it. Yeah. For us, that was kind of it. It was like, well, we can either... Just be like, oh, well, we're just in Springfield. Or it's like, I don't know. Well, we are just in Springfield, but right. we're looking at all these inspirations from other places. Why not try yeah. that? Um, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like to me, a lot of it is mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Angie and I talk a lot about mindset. And we have here recently just with a new year and new plans and so forth that we all get into in a new year, right? But I personally would never have envisioned a company like yours being here in Springfield and being successful. And in the short time that we've already talked, you've opened my eyes to how we get in a rut of a mindset Mm -hmm. that we don't see the possibilities that are out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. for careers, for creatives, for, and, you know, we could make a huge long list of everybody that that would include, but it it's amazing to me that we, we in Springfield, Missouri, and you shed such a positive light on it, that we do have people like you here and companies like mm-hmm. you saying, eh, I'm going to stay right here where I love to live mm-hmm. and run mm-hmm. a national business from here. I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do too. One of our top podcasts was when we had Mary Cromery with mm-hmm. the um, Ozark Greenways yeah. on. When that gets so many downloads, it makes us, it. we as realtors sometimes get <laughs> stuck in this little rut where 
Yes, we sell Springfield all the time, but sometimes the beauty around us escapes us. And to have somebody come on and, and talk about the, the Greenways Pass, and then for that to be our top downloaded mm-hmm. um, podcast really opened our eyes to people really do enjoy what we have here in the Ozarks. And as you said, nobody wants to work all the time. And some of what sparks your creativity, my guess is, is being outside, mm-hmm. being outdoors, yeah. being in nature. And we have that here. So yeah. it's, um, I think it's a perfect marriage. I have a, I have a question about the community of creatives. Do you collaborate with other creative companies or mm-hmm. do you do you do any of that because you're sort of a community in in yeah. and of yourselves mm-hmm. yeah um we're yeah kind of both in like more formality and also just in the, the Springfield community is, an, is a pretty unique one film specifically is pretty unique here in that like we're no one's really competing against each other for the work because a lot of people mm-hmm. that are here making it are doing work for out companies that are not necessarily in Springfield so it's not as cutthroat okay. worth of like sure we're not bidding against each other as often as some other markets. And so there's a bit where that kind of forges this just friendly community. Um, Mm -hmm. There's not really a lot of like highly competitive things. And so for us, we wanted to try and build that from the beginning and have pretty intentionally chosen to interact with as many other creatives because in our mind to do a full blown film set or a full commercial set, it needs lots of people to do it and right. so for us to stay just like isolated and insulated of just being us right. we won't ever get there right. um, and so we've been trying to build that over the course of Smart. years that we've been doing it um, not just for us but for the skill set to be because we didn't get to learn it when we were here right. um, so if we can bring up other people that can learn like how the grip truck works and how all this equipment that they've never been exposed to are able to use it or how the new cameras or new techniques or any of that exposing as many people to that so then their projects are better mm-hmm, and yeah. then can, and then it, it becomes this blossoming thing to where all the creative work is just elevated to a certain level to where mm-hmm, it's like yeah. this is just the expectation right the way that people are treated on set the way that work is, that's coming out of here is that it looks a certain way um because and it's an excellence that's provided um and so yeah we try as much as we can to collaborate and to yeah. do community meetups or to do um film showings of mm-hmm. work um, mm-hmm. that either we're facilitating or there's a good community of people that have just like started as they're premiering something and then there's a bunch of people that show up to see it and um, mm-hmm. and come together with it um, and then on the greater community outside of film we're part of Springfield Creatives which is a creative group uh, in town that kind of it's all commercial creatives so it'd be like design film photo um, web design more so less on the coding, but more on the actual like design elements yeah, or art direction right. or agency work. Yeah. Um, and so with that, we're seeing a huge influx of, yeah. cause ideally with that, you've got like your top people at the biggest agencies that are in the same room as college kids that are just trying to figure out what life looks like. Right. And in Springfield, you can have those in the same place and be able to brush shoulders and have the connection to actually like learn and, and, meet those people so that ideally they stay longer <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah for sure they, they're like oh wait there is this agency that does this type yeah. of work or there's this film production that does this or this photo studio or this whatever yeah right. um and so we try to be as involved with that as we can as well to sure. um, help just provide more times for people to organically meet together um mm-hmm. and end up collaborating in some form or fashion yeah so. that's awesome yeah yeah do our universities provide more of a package uh, program now you were saying when you were in college you kind of had to piece it together yeah well that was just because i 
uh, change my degree you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did say that, too. And I didn't, want, and I didn't, want, I didn't want to lose credit. <laughs> it is a really cool program. They still do it. Um, it takes a lot of paperwork to figure it out, but that was because I changed yeah. my major like eight times. And so <laughs> I didn't want to lose credit. Self-imposed. So I, yeah, so I was like, yeah. well, oh, wait, there's a thing I can just glue them all together. But <laughs> yeah. like my two business partners both have different film degrees from Missouri State. Okay. So um, one is from the electronic <coughs> arts program and one is from the just the digital film program. And so gotcha. and we're still really involved with their with the Missouri Great. State programs okay. there. Yeah. Um, and they're doing great stuff and providing just great exposure for people to have experience yeah. like uh-huh. kids to, to come here and a lot of them they are coming from other places and then yeah. um they stick around sometimes mm-hmm. um and it's at least more of them have been sticking around yeah so. yeah, yeah. so when awesome. you need actors or some mm-hmm. people to play in in videos do you go to msu tr- to yeah. theater students or yeah it's kind okay. of it's kind of a mix um we work with different casting directors that'll also okay. pull from agencies either locally or um, like Kansas City, St. Louis, or mm-hmm. further, than, mm-hmm. depending on what it, what the ad is calling for or what sure. the actual like usage is going to be for it. But, yeah, we've definitely used a bunch from Missouri State, Little Theater reviews, a bunch of those yeah. kiddos and different yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely is a community effort. Um, most of what we're doing is not isolated to just us doing it. Right. It definitely takes a full crew of a bunch of contractors that we're fortunate to work with that help make all the pieces happen. And, um, yeah. So when you when you partner when you're hired by a national organization company, you're not necessarily going to their location to record. You're you're filming here for the most part. Uh, it depends. Okay. Um, some of the time we're doing. Uh, sometimes it'll be like we'll travel to places. A lot of what we're doing on the commercial side is more ad based commercials, and so it would be where either we're casting and producing it here as if it's like mm. oh this scene set at a house and we need a kitchen that does mm-hmm. that looks like that you know right. like we do a lot of those here but we also do travel i would say the last couple of years mainly since covid we've we definitely have been here more so mm-hmm. but um one of our clients that we've worked with uh through an agency is Minkota motors they're a trolling motor company for mm. fishing uh-huh. um, and those were on the water in different parts of the country so Got it. our okay. team would spend a week in like panama city that they're on boats for a whole week right. shooting product there or up in, up in Minnesota shooting on the lakes there. And so a lot of times if it's destination where it kind of needs to be, um, or if it's just stories, um, for how a company, especially for a national company, they're normally in a bunch of places. So, right. um, we did work for a propane thing years ago that we were in Florida or we were in Boston or we were in all these different, because there were school buses that were using propane. And so it was like, where those stories were is where gotcha. kind of we go. traveled to. And, to and so we had, I mean, one of our taglines is from a backpack to a grip van. And a lot of that is we kind of do operate from either like very small footprint um, with excellence all the way mm-hmm. up to like a full-fledged, fully produced production. And yeah. so sometimes that can be here and sometimes that can be uh, in the woods of Arkansas or sometimes that right. can be like in another country. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yes. And what is a normal production time for you? Um, if there is such a thing. I'm, I'm certain yeah. everything has its own agenda. And, you know, I get that. But, mm-hmm. but how long do you work on your average project? Yeah, for like a full service campaign thing, it'll, it'll be a couple months worth of time okay. um, between going. Either we're doing the concepting or we're working with an agency that's doing the concepting. And that's a good we like to spend as much time in that pre side of it to really work out all the details of it. Yeah. Um, and then 
typically shoots are going like a couple days to a week worth of time. Um, sometimes longer, sometimes mm-hmm. just one day, sometimes mm-hmm. like half a day, sure, <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on what it is. But, uh-huh. um, and then time in the edit, uh, sometimes a month, depends. Yeah. Sometimes it's a fast music video that has to come out like that weekend, right. so then yeah. it yeah. comes out pretty quick. Um, yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Super cool. Yeah. So I have a question. When you put three creatives together... And you start a business. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs a business mindset, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, um, talk to us about maybe the challenges, if there were any, that you had, because you're <coughs> both. You have both sides of the brain, right? I think you and I talked about this. You're you're the operations director, which tells me you've you've got some business mm-hmm. acumen about mm-hmm. you. You're also a creative. So, were, were there challenges in terms of getting a true business up and running? Yeah, well, since we didn't mean to do it, there definitely were. Uh, Happenstance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it, it, I, I think at the root of it, the reason that it's worked for us is the three of us are friends, which also is normally a red flag for businesses. Yeah. And we're a rarity right. that we still are friends. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it came out of the three of us have the sentiment of care for making good work mm-hmm. and each other as people. And that was, from the beginning, was something that we carried into it. And there was a lot, there had to be just tons of humility of like, none of us do know how we're doing this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And at first, right. I, one of the main issues we ran into at first is that there were three of us and we were all three doing everything. And mm. so we, we didn't yeah. really establish lanes until uh, a couple years later. It took us way too long to figure that out. But once we figured that out, yeah. then it was like, oh, wait, Chris, you're amazing at the technical side. I'm not going to uh, figure any of that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all you. Yeah. yeah. You just focus on that. Yeah. Josh just does the creative. Gotcha. Um, I just do the business. Like, and obviously we cross over a little bit, but for sure. the most part, it was like that was the biggest thing we had to learn is yeah. putting people in the right places. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as we brought team members on or contractors or full-time people, like putting them in the right place that they can actually work within that because managing mm-hmm. creatives is we're not the right. best <laughs> yeah. to do that with. Yeah. And yeah. the rules are way different. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I think a lot of it just takes being willing to be wrong, I think is a lot yes. of it. Mm-hmm. And being willing to say like, mm-hmm. well, that's, I don't know. Right. And yeah. if if one of us does know more, and then there's a, I trust the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. have great trust for the my business partners and our employees because create creativity is one where it's it's not always on paper that you can... Like put it like I think in some other roles it's easier to be like well this person sold this many yes. units of whatever and right. it's like yeah. I mean creative is different and yeah. there's some elements where it's like maybe that's not the most efficient way to do it mm-hmm. but that could be okay or maybe that's not the most efficient way and we should make it the most efficient way mm-hmm. and trusting that it's going to work for the other people on the team and that we'll collectively work together that's been the biggest hurdle to just continuously remind ourselves of and continuously humble ourselves enough to be mm-hmm. like yes yeah, it's okay mm-hmm. and also we're in we're a production company in springfield missouri we didn't learn these things from like the industry standard right. and it has been nice to to have a few like different projects where we have worked with people from coast coming in and then realizing like oh no it's okay we do we figured this one out right <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. actually is the standard and that's cool because yeah. we strive for it and then to be able to actually see that that oh yeah we are we're working towards that and yeah. um because we trusted each other and just also didn't have the expectation of what exactly it had to look like. So there was no right. every detail we had to figure out. Um, and I think it made it better, made mm-hmm. us better for yeah. it. 
I yeah. think that's your benefit of being creatives and not having like this structure. Somebody gave you a piece of paper and said, this is how you have to make your business work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. you got to figure it out along the way, although sometimes that's difficult and mm-hmm. rough. But humility is a good word yeah. to use For that sure. as long as you all were still willing to talk that through and say, okay, I was totally wrong. We need to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Then that's what makes you stronger in yeah. the end and, and building a product that you can be proud of. Yeah. 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 There's there's several takeaways from what you said and a couple of things I want to highlight for our listeners. A, like you said, there wasn't a playbook. You figured it out. And sometimes people, I think, stop themselves from starting a business or doing the thing that they think they want to do because they don't have mm-hmm. it all figured out. Yeah. It stops them. Secondly, you took a passion and you turned it into a business, which is something I really love because Mm -hmm. I tell my people all the time, if you don't love what you're doing, then get out Mm -hmm. because it makes it rough on you. It also makes it rougher on the people around you because you're not. And then thirdly, utilizing people to their best ability, Mm -hmm. what is their strength and, and playing to that strength and figuring out that you each, although all three creative, each had something else that you brought to the table that was very essential for the business and Mm -hmm. figuring out what those things were and giving a title to those so that you did each have Mm -hmm. a lane. So I love that. That's, that's a piece of, of a puzzle that I think it takes sometimes you said two years and you acted like that was a long time to figure it out. I honestly think there are, there are business owners out there that are still Still have been in it five, 10 years and, and they still haven't figured out to put their people in. Just because you like somebody mm-hmm. and you've hired them and they have really a strong skill set, maybe they're not your best upfront person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not the people person. Maybe they're the behind-the-scenes person, and that's where they thrive. Figuring out where th- people mm-hmm. thrive is is truly, I think, a challenge for a lot of business owners. Yeah. 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 And it's pivoting. I mean, I think that's... Being willing to do that, yes. I think, is one of the one of the trickiest things. I mean, the to go back to when we actually did start, like the day that I said, I I gave him my notice of like, hey, I'm actually quitting, mm-hmm. and even super supportive from my boss, like, here's my two weeks notice. The project that I would quit for, the same day that I turned that in, I get a call from the agency, and he's this guy named Justin who we still work with to this day, and has been a great mentor for as a business at the same time. Uh, he was like, hey man, uh, that project. Still going to happen, but not for like two months. And I was like, Justin, I quit my job today oh. to do this. And he's like, it's cool. Yeah. Because for him, he had he had just started Native, the company that he has now, a year before, after 10 years of working for a very large agency in KC. And he had made it a promise mm-hmm. like, I'm going to work 10 years, and then I'm going to start my own thing. And like 10 years and three weeks to the day, he started Native. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, I get it. I just did this. I'm... Yeah. I, like I, I get it. Just keep going. You're gonna be okay. Like yeah. the, and having that support and also being yes. willing to pivot and not just be like, yes. Oh, what? Oh, well, we're done. Like I yeah, yeah. now I gotta I just gotta get go a back. random I job. Gotta, it was like, yeah. all right, cool. We have a we have an office and we have no job, so let's find money somewhere. Yes. Yes. And then we yeah. just started taking whatever we could and making whatever out of that and yeah. being willing to actually pivot in that form. Mm-hmm. I think is in those moments is kind of what will kind of make him make or break it yeah and, yeah so. and yeah. inspire you to go to the next level yeah really yeah. you know yeah. mm-hmm. so you've kind of given us a, a playbook of how it started and and how you figured it out along mm-hmm. the way 
what is your future when you guys sit down and you think about and you write down your goals mm-hmm. of here's what we want to be in five years, here's what we want to be in 10 years. Well, what is what do those goals look like? Yeah, um, they're more broad than they seem. Mm-hmm. Um, one of because there's a portion of it where we want to be successful, but we're also judging success off of um, the type of work that we're doing. Sure. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's a portion where it's like, if I wanted to make money as a business person, I'm not doing this industry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm doing something else that is right. a little more lucrative. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. that's not why. That's not what I want to do for a career. Like, right. we want to create, and we got into this because we wanted to make movies. Like that was yeah. mm-hmm. that was why all of us, at some level, we wanted to create art and create stuff. And so one of our goals is to be proud of the work that we're doing and build upon that. Um, And so scaling is something where it's like, maybe we're a 30 person company in five years. Maybe we're the same size, but we're doing, but the work that we're doing, regardless of that scale is something that we're proud of and something that we're enjoying doing and that we're not like in a soul sucking system of what we're creating. And so that's more of what our goals center around is um, just trying to make Springfield a better hub for, Creativity in general, um, yeah. specifically for the film and commercial world, um, mm-hmm. we would love to see just larger and larger productions happen out of this area, and yeah. that the community grows in a way that we see this as being a, one of the industries that is looked at as being like, oh, you can work in the industry of film in Southwest Missouri, and that becomes right. more of a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be, and obviously that's not just us doing that; it's like building the ecosystem yes, for other right, people for to sure, be able yeah. to do that or to, for work to come here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit of the goal is just keep making better, inspiring things yeah. and uh, help other people get there in the process. Yeah. That's awesome. And it will organically grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it has. And it's yes. been, it's been yeah. encouraging to tell. see. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that's bigger than us. And, mm-hmm. I mean, our name is on what we do, but we're proud every time that we see some of our friends that – make either a short film or a commercial or we see work that we'll interact with of like ads on social media that we see for local places like that was really good yeah that's great we Mm -hmm. didn't do that someone else did and we love we love seeing whenever work or like short films or somebody that has an idea or they go shoot something and they premiere it and it's this moment of seeing the pride in the community of like this came from here yeah and that's cool Um, and being supportive of that is is a fun fun thing Yeah. yeah that's so awesome yeah You've given a lot of great just through conversation. We've we've learned a lot, and I feel like you know that if you're an entrepreneur out there, there's a lot of takeaways. But as we get close to wrapping up here, I'm just curious: Do you have any other thoughts or um, advice for people who are entrepreneurs thinking about starting a business? Um, I mean, don't directly follow my rule book. That's what we did. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a standard one by any stretch, (laughs) and it also only worked for us. So it's, uh, I mean, I think that's one, but I think at the end of the day, it's like do something that, make sure you care about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I think that goes for whatever product. It's like, you gotta, you gotta have a reason to keep going on the days that are like, we don't have the money coming in, or Mm -hmm. we don't have a project on the horizon. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. What what you have to care about it enough to keep going, yeah. Um, so true. On the hardest portion of it, and so, or you care about the people that you're with. I think at the end of the day, it's Mm -hmm. like the work and the money is one thing, but care about the people that you that bring you up along the way, or that you bring along with you. Like, for us, that's the main thing: is care for people is more important than just like 
it's a lot of why we didn't want to be in LA. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. film world in LA is just cutthroat. Yeah. And yeah. The amount of times we've interacted with terrible people from LA that come, <laughs> they're like in the industry and come back and we're like, this isn't it. Like, this is why we're here. We don't want right. to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of it comes down to how people are treated. Yeah. And that people aren't commodities, they're people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in every step of a process with a business, making sure that they're taken care of. And as simple as like, do they have food and water on set? Or are they paid the right rate? Are we actually mm-hmm. checking in on like, is yeah. this industry standard? Are they getting proper <coughs> treatment? Like, is this like taking care of people along the way is one of the biggest things uh, for us. And I would say for anybody as you're building it, like you have the choice to do that mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. doesn't actually cost you anymore. It could, right. Right. but it'll pay off. Like that's actual ROI that you can't fully track that it will be Agreed. there exactly. on the long end. And, Absolutely. Yeah. That is the big payoff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's who you have left. It's yes. the people. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. Cash comes and goes. Absolutely right. Yeah. The people are what people are what will be there or they won't be there yeah. whenever you're further along. Yeah. So. so awesome. I have to ask you one last question. I'm, and I didn't a- ask you this before when we met. Lock and Stash, where'd the name come from? Uh, so me and Chris met in college. Um, and at the time, Chris had dreadlocks and I had a mustache. <laughs> and so we were, okay. I think we were shoot, about to shoot like a wedding video the next day. And we're like, we really need a name. And we don't <laughs> want it to have cameras or our names in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then one of us offhandedly joking was like, what about Lock and Stash? And then we were like, oh, that's such good. a cool and name. And didn't now. think about the SEO side or anything like <laughs> right, that. Yeah, and then the yeah, next, right. and, then, and even how we spelled it, I don't think was, it's not the like most normal way of spelling either of those. Uh-huh. And then, but yeah, we went with it and then it just woke up the next day and we're like well that's pretty good <laughs> should probably because the biggest thing we didn't want to be like aperture ring where they're like yeah, use like camera yes. t- terms like there's yeah. so many people that or like just someone's name that. or whatever and it was yeah. and it served as well because it actually i mean making that choice of just having something that was more of a sticky name yeah um we yeah. didn't realize it when we came up with it but it has served us very well because it is more memorable yeah. for sure uh, and then the ghost being in our logo is from mm-hmm. our designer that did our initial branding, um, just like came up with it as part of our part of the branding process of yeah. it being like the spirit of a story and moving through space mm-hmm. without um, without damaging it. And so, huh. yeah, very so, very cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, and thank you it. for enlightening our listeners and Angie and I on you guys just having this great little big business probably not little but this big business it's hidden here yeah that you know people like she and i in the real estate world didn't know you were here yeah so, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. i love it yeah. yeah that's one of my favorite things about springfield <clears throat> is there's a bunch of these little like not little places <laughs> it's, right. like, yeah. it's like oh you're, yeah. even, you're yeah. the it's like our office is down the street from national audio and it's like all of the tapes that are made in this country and world come from there and it's crazy it's in springfield it's like just down the street from us yeah 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 if you didn't know that national yeah i didn't know that that. yeah yeah we've (laughs) learned all kinds of things today it's a great little spot (laughs) well thank you um so we want to thank gershman mortgage for letting us record here and uh thanks for for, thanks for being here and thanks for tuning in and yeah thank you austin yeah we'll see you next time see you next time Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.